This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is brought to you by Swenson Real Estate, service before self. With over 30 years experience, they've seen it all. Contact Jeff and Lorena today at 406-253-0033. That's 406-253-0033. Swenson Real Estate, service before self. From here in the beautiful Flathead Valley, I'm Micah Drew, and this is the Flathead Beacon Podcast. In 2013, the Flathead Beacon expanded its presence beyond the weekly newspaper when the company purchased Flathead Living, a glossy quarterly magazine. The magazine has allowed regular members of the newsroom to delve deeper into feature stories from around northwest Montana, and it engages with a talented group of freelance writers, photographers, columnists, and designers. The seasonal publication is free, just like the weekly paper, and the summer edition of Flathead Living is being printed as we record and will hit stands within the next week. Myers Reese, one of the founding members of the Flathead Beacon, serves as the managing editor for the newsroom and the lead editor on the magazine since it was acquired. Today, he joins the podcast to reminisce about the early days of putting out a magazine, the process of outlining 100 pages of content, and some of his favorite pieces in the upcoming issue. While the summer issue is still at the print shop, stop by the Flathead Beacon office and pick up the spring edition of Flathead Living Magazine. And as always, don't forget to catch up on the latest news from around the Flathead Valley on flatheadbeacon.com and in the print edition on newsstands throughout Northwest Montana. And before we get to Myers, a reminder that this podcast is made possible in part by the members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get some extra perks, too. To find out more or join today, check out beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, let's say hello to this week's guest, Flathead Living Magazine editor, Myers Reese, who I talked to on Tuesday afternoon. All right, I'm joined today by Flathead Living Magazine editor Myers Reese. Uh, thanks for coming and talking to me again. I promise I will not accidentally delete your audio this time. Well, that'd be nice. Thanks. <laughs> so, Myers, uh, the magazine was first purchased by the company in 2013, uh, and you've obviously been a founding member since the the Beacon started. And so, what was it like in those early days uh, bringing a magazine into the fold? Well, we saw an opportunity to have a a glossy quarterly magazine where we could showcase photography and longer form journalism in a, you know, in a different way than the paper affords us. And so we, we bought it in 2013 and pretty much made it, you know, made it our own. I, I think the only holdover contributor from pre-purchase is Kay Bjork, who contributes every issue. But yeah, since then, it, it's just sort of evolved. I I helped edit at the beginning, but was even more of a writer. I'd contribute a couple, three features each time. And um, over time, I became the editor and just overseeing all editorial operations. And I've, um, over time, brought more people into the fold, not just our staff. Obviously, our our staff plays a huge role in in writing and um, photography and design. But I also have writers who live around the state, mostly around the valley, um, who will pitch pitch ideas. They don't, they're not in the office, but they're professional writers who 
you know, write for magazines around the region or, or country. And so I will, you know, listen to their pitches and then also the pitches from the staff. And then each time is kind of like a, a puzzle piecing together, you know, the ideas that A, I like, but B, fit together well as kind of a, you know, not overlapping, not two history pieces or two, you know, stories that overlap in subject matter. You know, I, I, I love it. I love the magazine. It It's fun. It's hectic every time we put it out. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. This last time, you know, 116 pages and full of content. So it, it's, it's a heavy lift, but it is fun. And, you know, it really can showcase the talents of our design team. Who are, they're, they're great. Our photographer, Hunter, plus outside photographers. And then just, yeah, our writers and writers around the valley. Um, I'm, I'm happy and proud that we can offer this. Yeah, Magazine Week is always a little hectic around the office as you're finishing layout and design and page editor coming in and out. But this is a this is obviously a quarterly magazine that we put out here up in the podcast studio. We have two large covers uh, of previous editions we can look at, uh, one a summer issue and one a winter issue. Was it always the goal to make it kind of a seasonally focused magazine? And obviously the stories kind of follow along with that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it, it was always a quarterly magazine. So it, you know, coming out e- each season, um, I, I think in in years past, Sometimes we made it more season specific, like really try to tailor the content to the season. And we still do that to an extent, but we don't, we don't force it. You say uh, 116 pages for this issue. Uh, usually the magazine is about 100 pages. How do you start uh, at the end of each cycle laying out 100 pages of content? Well, I mean, you'd probably have to ask the design team <laughs> the nitty gritty de- details on that, but. You know, we have we have a template, and so we kind of know what past issues ha- have been, and so we can use that as a starting point. But for me, it just starts with reaching out to to writers, both in, in the newsroom and outside, and just saying, "Hey, what what ideas do you have for me? What are you working on?" And they, everyone pitches ideas, and I just you know sort through them and and try to puzzle together a a magazine four times a year. (laughs) Before we get to the uh, upcoming summer issue, looking back through the last, you know, eight or nine years of of doing this, are there any specific issues or covers that you like or stories that really stand out to you as this is, this is why we have a magazine to showcase these, these particular pieces. Ooh, that's put me on the spot. That's a little (laughs) hard. I I mean, I, I think, Overall, I would like to believe that anyone could open up the magazine and find something that will interest them. You know, it's it's general interest. So, it's you know, we cover a broad array of, of people and topics. And, yeah, I would like to think that anyone really, whether you're a local, a tourist, whoever, you could pick it up and find something that, that interests you. And if not look at the pictures. They're always nice. <laughs> well, let's get to this upcoming issue. The issue is currently at the printer and should be on stand soon. Summer issue of Flathead Living. The cover tag is back in the saddle for a tease. The cover photo is an awesome photo of a bucking bronc rider. Uh, what are you excited about with this upcoming issue? Um, I think all this, the features are really strong. We have a, a nice profile about a uh, nonprofit 
there's a Kalispell chapter. They they run a I guess it's a, a retreat for veterans, and um, it, it's basically to help combat veterans fight PTSD through these Native American sweat lodge retreats. And Jesse, who's an outside contributor, she actually went there to the retreat and stayed with them for a few nights. And she's one of those rare people who's as gifted in photography as writing. So she wrote it and photographed it. Um, so that's really a, a nice feature. And then Andy Viano ha- has a, a nice profile on Shelly Fiant, who is the tribal chairwoman down the CSKT. And our actually uh, one of the other features is the cover story of the Beacon next week. It's called Wild Horses, Wild History. And it's a fascinating history piece on looking at Wild Horse Island and just all the different proposals and dreams that have kind of been hatched for the island over the years um, that some didn't pan out. Some panned out to varying degrees. Some were just kind of outlandish. <laughs> but ultimately, it, you know, probably the, the best idea you, you could have thought for it won out, which was turning into a state park. And it is the uh, biggest state park in Montana. But it's, you know, it, that, that uh, fate wasn't certain if you read the story. It could have gone a lot of different directions. It could be gated off right now with mansions on it or, you know, could have gone a lot of different directions. So it, that's a, I thought that was a really nice piece by Butch Larkin. With those obviously really strong features that are kind of the forefront of the magazine, there's the different uh, sections with the lifestyle section and food and drink. What are some of the other areas of the magazine that, that you're really proud of this time? Well, one, I, I really like your story. Thank you. Both, both stories, actually, um, the, the Amish community down around St. Ignatius. And then I thought the Sunflower Cafe piece really turned out nice. It's, it's you know, it's a very pretty photography. It's a nice summer specific feature since mm-hmm. they're not open year round. And um, it was a place that, you know, I've, I go to the park all the time, but I, I wasn't that familiar with it. And um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed reading it. Well, the magazine is playing on being on newsstand soon. Do we have a, an official print date or ship date yet? Um, next week. Next I, week. I don't know exactly what day it's coming in because we print it in Colorado. So there's a there's a little lag time, but it, it will be on the stands next week throughout the valley. Well, everyone can look forward to picking up the summer issue of Flathead Living next week. If you want a sneak peek, our cover story of the Flathead Beacon newspaper this week is one of the features from the magazine. So pick that up and get a little sneak preview. And Myers, thanks for all your work on the magazine and uh, taking care of us here in the newsroom. All right. Thank you, Micah. We'll be right back after this. And before we get to this week's headlines, Dr. Mark Remington of Glacier Eye Clinic has a message from our sponsor this week. I've known Jeff for probably around 20 years. Very good friend of mine. He's helped me both personally and professionally in the real estate market. He is super ethical, super knowledgeable. He's prompt. He'll return your calls and he'll steer you in the right direction. As a friend, he's been service before self. Contact Swenson Real Estate at 406-253-0033 today. Thanks again to Myers Reese. And to get a sneak preview of the summer edition of Flathead Living Magazine, be sure to pick up the latest issue of the Flathead Beacon and read the cover story 
Wild Horses, Wild History, which is a feature in this summer's magazine. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 5 p.m. Tuesday, April 16th. In Glacier National Park, public review has begun for a proposal to boost radio and cell phone service. The proposal calls for upgrades to communications from the National Park Service, which uses outdated technology or is unable to reach remote areas of the park. Currently, cell phone service is only available in the western part of the park at Apgar and the eastern edge of the park due to commercial cell towers outside of the park boundaries. Park officials say that while they recognize the National Park provides a space for visitors to disconnect, the plan only proposes a strategy to boost cellular and internet access for the public and park service use in developed areas such as Manny Glacier, Two Medicine, Rising Sun, and Lake McDonald Lodge. The deadline to submit public comment is July 11th. Elsewhere, President Joe Biden's nominee to oversee vast expanses of public land in the U.S. West faces continued criticism this week by Republicans in Congress over her past involvement in partisan politics. Tracy Stone Manning, the nominee to serve as director of the U.S. Bureau of Land Management, formerly worked as the chief of staff to former Montana Governor Steve Bullock. After leaving Bullock's staff in 2017, Stone Manning led the National Wildlife Federation's effort to preserve public lands in the West for wildlife, hunting, hiking, and other non-industrial uses. Recently, ranking Republicans on the Senate Energy Committee have said she should be disqualified for collaborating with what they call extreme environmental activists while Stone Manning was a graduate student at the University of Montana. Elsewhere, Montana Senator John Tester is asking the U.S. State Department to intervene on an environmental dispute with Canada. Tester wrote a letter to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken asking for a referral to the International Joint Commission over increasing levels of mining contamination in Lake Kukunusa and the Kootenai River watershed. Canada's largest mining companies are proposing new mines and mine expansions without a tested plan to control the inrush of selenium, nitrates, and other contaminants into the watershed, which have been proven to be harmful to aquatic species. In Columbia Falls, several high school students ended the school year by putting the finishing touches on two new buildings for Glacier National Park. The partnership between Columbia Falls High School and the park started two years ago and works to provide housing for park employees while offering students the chance to gain construction experience. The students have spent a year working on two projects. One is a two-bedroom cabin that will house park employees, and the second is a new entrance station kiosk for the Camas Road entrance to the park. And finally, recent Glacier High School graduate Kenzie Williams has been named the Gatorade Montana Girls Soccer Player of the Year. Williams was named the Western AA Player of the Year last fall after her senior season, which saw the Wolfpack win its first-ever state championship. Williams led the Wolfpack defense that helped the team to a 14-season win and the eventual state title. She follows in the footsteps of her older sister Katie, who was the 2017-2018 Gatorade State Player of the Year, and the sisters are the only two members of the school to win the soccer award. A reminder that this year's edition of Glacier Journal, which offers a guide to our local national park as well as a collection of stories about the crown of the continent, is on stands now, as is this week's Flathead Beacon. And of course, be on the lookout for the upcoming summer issue of Flathead Living Magazine. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening.